everyone. What's up, everybody? This is Conscience. We got Professor Mike here. How you doing, Professor Mike? Hey, what's up, everybody? You doing good? What's up, Wilk? I don't know what we're doing tonight. We're doing a podcast. That's what I know. I don't know what we're talking about. I don't know what we're talking about. So why do you introduce the uh, the podcast, Mike? All right. Well, actually, maybe I'll just, I'll just leave it on us for a sec here. So what we're going to talk about today is an idea in psychology uh, about persuasion and about how... Like manipulation? Well, it's called the elaboration likelihood method model. And what it means is, in a nutshell, it's saying people are going to engage information you present to them in certain ways, depending on how emotionally involved they are in that information. And if they are really involved, they're going to be engaging more cognitively. And if they're less involved, they're going to be engaging it differently. So let me just... Like how differently? Okay, so great question. So let me just give like a specific answer here. So that's what this, the elaboration likelihood model, ELM, a persuasion is what's called a dual process theory. So to answer your question, Wilk, what that means is that there's two things that it basically goes one of two directions. So let me share. So what that means is there's basically two different routes a dual process theory in how we actually change people's attitudes. Okay. So say if you're trying to change my attitudes about a philosophical or a political system, that's a different thing than obviously, but cognitively than if you're trying to change me to get drink Coke over Pepsi. Those are both things that you're trying to persuade me on. One's more cognitive. One's more kind of emotional belief based and that this is, yeah, this is a manipulative approach, right? This is applied psychology in the realm of persuasive advertising. Okay. So I thought it was kind of interesting to just point out, asking you questions if I'm being uh, not being clear, but it's interesting if you look at how at the top of this page, sorry. So anyone watching this, Wikiwand is an awesome Chrome extension for reading Wikipedia because it just kind of takes out all the extra stuff makes it more reader friendly but anyways i wanted to say what's interesting about this you see what wikipedia itself connected this to the concepts of advertising attitude change and distraction so this is like this idea of like you're trying to make a complex ad argument on something but people are responding emotionally so they're not even engaging you on the same level so if you're acting like they are you're setting yourself up for an unsuccessful communication basically mm-hmm. right so what this is saying is that if you're actually interested in persuasion you have to understand how likely it is that's the likelihood word that the person goes deep in thought on what you're talking about or how likely right. it is that they don't right and that that's actually like super super important okay so the the elaboration likelihood model was developed by Richard Petty and, or actually, Wilk, you, you read this and I'll kind of jump in. Okay. 
The ELM was developed by Richard E. Petty and John Cacioppo in 1980. So just two like well-known psychologists, right? Okay. The model aims to explain different ways of processing stimuli, why they are used, and their outcomes on attitude change. Yeah. Okay, so now let's just break down this, especially the beginning of this kind of part by part. So this model, so just to kind of really drill this, because I think understanding the term is so important, understanding the concept, because it's about how much are, what's the likelihood that someone goes deep in thinking about something and, and you can actually model how likely certain situations are. Right. So it's an attempt to what a model in psychology is, is basically like saying like, okay, well, these things tend to happen so much this way that we can almost model it that way that if there's these certain conditions, it would go this way. Okay. Right. If, if you're trying to sell somebody a car or a computer, how much those people are car people or how much those people have, you know, used an iPad, but don't know anything about what Ram is. That's actually really important information. Mm-hmm. because those are different processes. It's a dual process theory. Right. So this is trying to look at how people process stimuli, which is just a word. Stimuli just means anything, any kind of information, any sound, any advertisement they see. Right. Do, do people care about a, a deep, do, would people care? I don't, I'm just gonna make this up. If like Coke was 183 calories and Pepsi was 187 or do people care, like, which one seems to, like, I don't know. Well, what we know is that people want to be able to picture themselves and their friends enjoying something, whether it's, like, a Pepsi or a car. Or so, even, like, what commercials they enjoy. Yeah. Pepsi or Coke commercials. What what commercials do they enjoy? What stimuli do they enjoy the most about the product? Yeah. Yeah, so, so this mo- – sorry, go ahead. I was just going to keep on reading. The model yeah, is yeah. – different ways of processing stimuli why they're used and their outcomes of attitude change the elmm proposed- yeah, so sorry man i don't mean to keep cutting you off but those are that that's a heavy sentence so it's saying what i was talking about there right that there's these two different ways why there's two different ways so that's the second part there and then how those two separate ways are different in how they actually change people's attitudes so that's actually a crazy sentence right there that's like the most important sentence of this whole thing this model aims to explain different ways people process information, why there's those different ways, and how those different ways are important if we're trying to understand how people's attitudes on things actually change. Right. Okay, sorry, keep going, buddy. The ELM proposes two major routes to persuasion, the central route and the peripheral route. And one reason I really like this theory is that it uses kind of it's not overly unnecessarily complicated. It's basically saying there's a central way, which is like the kind of heavy thought way. It's like, you're trying to explain me. You're trying to convince me that I should be conservative and not liberal or something. And you're making like a, a 19 point thesis argument, right? That's a central route process. You're trying to like almost convince me with information. You're trying to use that kind of thing. A peripheral route, that think of what peripheral means. You're looking forward. That's like your central vision. Peripherals, the stuff on the side. Yeah, that you're not focused on. I don't want to think super deeply about the difference between ruffles and lays. It's like maybe just the color of the bag would be enough for me to pick one over the other. 
Right. That's a peripheral route. Maybe, yeah, maybe just the proximity to dip. Even the name, the name of the product, like the way it rolls off. Yeah. So this is advertising psychology. So, so things like branding and stuff is like super important. Like you, you said the name and not even the name and the text of the name and where it's positioned on the thing and what the color of the bag around it is and what, what, where it's positioned in relation to other products and what, what level of the shelf. And if it's at eye level, we buy more stuff at eye level. And then it's like all this, like, there's, I'm sure if you talk to somebody that like owns a store, there's like prime spots. Right. And yeah, it's because this is like kind of applied psychology. Gotcha. All right, bro. So, so what this is saying at this point is that there's these two routes. So let's kind of break this down. We'll do this kind of text. And then I got kind of two cool images that show this too. Okay. So do you want to say this? So now this is under this central route. So remember first, this was like me saying, I'm trying to convince you of one philosophical system over and I'm, I'm trying to what's that this is data 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 or or it could be just heavy thought so it's like you're trying to convince me that plato is more important than shakespeare or the other way around and it's like you're making this big central route okay go ahead and there needs to be a lot of information to answer the question properly yep under the central route Persuasion will likely result from a person's careful and thoughtful consideration of true merits of the information presented in support of an advocacy. Mm-hmm. Under the central route, persuasion will likely result from a person's careful and thoughtful consideration of true merits of the information presented in support of an advocacy. An advocacy. It's a weird language. Okay. So this is like all that means is the persuasion. So say I'm trying to convince you of something the way that I'm going to convince you in this way is by getting you to think carefully about it and thoughtful about it. The actual merits of what I'm trying to say that actually Plato is more important than Shakespeare or the other way around or whatever. And that I'm trying to get you to actually think that I'm not like emotionally pressuring you or something. I'm trying to actually, maybe I'm using some kind of, what's that? Stimulate my mind. Get me thinking. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So in support of an advocacy and advocacy means I'm just like advocating a point like that, that Plato is more important or whatever. Right. The central route involves a high level of message elaboration in which a great amount of cognition about the arguments are generated by the individual receiving the message. Mm -hmm. So another example of this would be like, say you're trying to sell a computer to somebody that knows a lot of computers you would want to talk to that part of them that is um, you'd want to talk about RAM. You'd want to talk about battery life. You'd want to talk about the graphics card, right? You wouldn't want to be spending time telling them about the different colors and stuff like that as much maybe. But if it's somebody that doesn't really know computers or care about computers, maybe you do focus on that stuff. Uh The results of attitude change will be relatively enduring Resistant and predictive of behavior. Now think about that. That's a crazy sentence too. So that's saying like, if I can convince you, so this is basically saying this is the strongest way. So say we have this, let's keep this Shakespeare Plato thing and say like, I lay out an argument. My argument is that Plato is more important to the West than Shakespeare because of his, you know, 
he's basically what we mean when we say the classics, blah, blah, blah. I make this argument to you and I convince you. Well, that's probably going to have a long lasting effect. That's what enduring means. It's probably going to be resistant, resistant, meaning even if you see a YouTube video that says Plato sucks, you'll, you'd probably still keep that thought. And it would maybe predict your behavior, meaning say later you go into a store and you have to pick between those two books and you grab Plato, the Republic. Right. right. So it's like it's saying if this is the type of change of persuasion that happens, it's the totally early changing. It changes your behavior about a certain topic. How yeah, do you? Yeah. So it's focusing at this point on this is so the the order of attitude change and behavior change is important because it's different in the other one. So what this is saying is I'm changing your attitude in this route. So I'm changing your attitude and that that has this long lasting effect on your behavior. Right. Okay. Now why I kind of spent time to, to kind of lay that out is going to make sense in a second when we contrast it. So it's saying, okay, so that's like that kind of more thought out elaborated route. On the other hand, sometimes we engage things more on the side, this peripheral. You've, everyone's heard the word peripheral in terms of vision, and that's a useful way of thinking about it here in the sense that it's like the side stuff that you're right. not thinking where you park your car. That's actually like a calculation that happens in your – if you're like thinking about something else and you're just going to shortstop and you pull in and there's like a bunch of – there's a couple places and you just kind of – if you're not overly thinking about it because you're listening to some interesting podcast or something, but you're still – it's like, why do you go this one over this one? Maybe that one. The cars were actually a little bit further away in the line, and your brain made this like quick calculation that there's more space there or whatever, right? So, sorry, that was a long rant. Go ahead, buddy. This? Yeah, the, on the other hand. Under the peripheral route, persuasion results from a person's association with positive or negative cues in the stimulus or making a simple reference about the merits of an advocated position. Yeah. Say about that. So there's something like, so this would be Molson Canadian beer playing O Canada in the background of their commercial because you already like, O can you already like O Canada. So what I'm trying to do is make an association. I'm trying to say, okay, you like O Canada. Here's beer, this beer, O Canada, beer, O Canada, Molson Canadian Bureau of Canada, and eventually you're like, oh, Canada, drinking a beer, right? That's kind of like the idea that it's okay. not trying to convince you with logic. It's trying to convince you in a different way, assuming you're not thinking super deep about it. This is like the most important thing because the language here is confusing and unnecessarily. Association is the important word there. Yeah. Instead of overriding you with logic, it's trying to hit you at this association level. Yeah, exactly, man. Right. Do, do you want to start at the cues that you associate? by the individual under the peripheral route are generally unrelated to the logical quality of the stimulus. Yeah, so now think about that. The cues that are received by the person this way are often unrelated to the logical quality of the stimulus. So it's like it doesn't matter if Coke's actually better than Pepsi necessarily. It's like it's not a logic-based thing. Just like, which is the opposite of when I was saying like that Plato is more important to the West than Shakespeare. And I'm trying to give you a logic based step-by-step -step argument, 
right? So it's it, the interesting thing, and we'll get into the kind of how this affects certain things. But I just the reason I thought we'd kind of go through this, and I know some of the language is a bit stumbly, but it's like I think important to understand that how you present a message is dependent on how you know how likely it is that people are going to think deeply about it right if you're trying to sell a product right so we're just take i'm not talking about that as like a life philosophy we're looking right now at like persuasion psychology people receive information broadcasted by yourself yeah yeah these cues will involve factors such as credibility or attractiveness of the sources of the message or the production quality of the message. message. Yeah. Sorry, man. I should have scrolled more. So think about that. That's like, let's keep going with the beer commercial idea. It's like, it doesn't necessarily matter which of the beers is better, but like the Molson Canadian one that has like somebody that's either really credible, someone you really like, or somebody that you think is really attractive, or it's like a really well done commercial, the production quality that like all that stuff, super important. So it's so I hear you. right. So if I was, yeah. So it's basically saying it's like you're trying to trying to push something. The the method you take, how how much you do it, is dependent on how much you think the other person is going to psychologically engage, or is it just going to be something they kind of engage in their passing? Right. And most things, most things we engage in our passing. Uh, do you want right. to say that last sentence, man? The likelihood of elaboration will be determined by an individual's motivation and ability to evaluate the argument being presented. The likelihood of elaboration. So just determined think, by yeah. So how much somebody's going to actually put the time into thinking about something? It'd be like you're right. at a party and you're trying to convince somebody that they should you know, be a liberal and not a conservative and they don't even care about politics and they're not thinking that deeply. And there's kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah. it's like, they're not, they're not going to that level of elaboration. It's not that they can't So people have, people aren't always engaged the same way. And we all know that, but let's, uh, let's maybe just keep going so we can use an example here. Right. So this is the example of like, say somebody's buying a car. And they're going through the central path. Things that would be relative to central path processing would be things like cost, how much insurance is, how safe the car is, how reliable it is, how what the reviews are, right? Fuel the, efficiency. The, the fuel efficiency, right? So those are all things that are like kind of argument based. And then the peripheral route. So that's like. What color is the car? Is it is there nice fluffy dice hanging from the rear view mirror? Doesn't does have sex appeal. It says that's hilarious. More this is on Wikipedia. Wheels more expensive yep. than your neighbors. Big wheels. And they, yep. I must add, they have a under central path. They have a picture of a smart car, and under peripheral path, they have a picture of a Porsche. Right? Yeah. That's, that's the difference: efficiency versus luxury. Yeah, man. Yeah. So check out this for a sec. So let me just stop that. And yeah, so like this is an image of it, of the idea, right? That some kind of communication happens where 
how much we're paying attention and how much we kind of understand it determines are we going to engage it at this kind of high level of involvement, right? Go through this central route of processing where we actually have this heavy cognitive response. It might actually change our beliefs and attitudes, which, which then has this long affecting effect on behavior. Or are we going to engage it at a much more surface level, low level of involvement? You know, it's our beliefs might change. It might change our behavior, might change our attitude. But it's a it's a different. What's that? I'm just saying, like the attitude change happens a little later. Like uh, it's 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 reversed. Like the behavior change in a peripheral route happens before the attitude changes. And oh. up in the um the the um the what what's the other one? Oh yeah, the central route. The belief and attitude change happens before the behavior change. Yeah, Why exactly, do- man. Well, that's like kind of the central point of this uh, model, right? It's yeah. like had the process is different. So, right. but your question is interesting, right? From the peripheral route, it's like once people start choosing Pepsi over Coke, they actually start to think that they like Pepsi more than Coke more, right? It's like once you get a Ford F-150 truck, you think that they're even more better than the other thing. You know, it's like this idea of, and that's not obviously always the case, but our behaviors, we see what we're doing all the time and that affects our attitudes, right? So it's almost saying this is the path towards change is different. Now, remember, we're talking about this in terms of marketing psychology. So we're talking about this in terms of me trying to change your purchasing patterns. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. What do you think? Kind it's of crazy how it changes the 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 sequence of events. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. It's totally is. High uh, involvement processing. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you almost high involvement. It's that's an interesting way of saying it, right? Because you could almost make the comparison to like uh, computers, obviously, right? It's like, is this is are you going to be like? Is your is the is your brain working hard or is your brain not working hard? Because right. if your brain's not working hard, you're going to be more emotional. Like just, you're not going to be coming at it from this. You're not going to have a cognitive response, right? right. Which just means like a, a lot of activity that's actually before that step of belief and attitude change. Right. Right. Before that step of behavior change, so you can kind of see all that's happened here is the the bottom one doesn't have the cognitive step. It just goes first to the second step. Kind right. Of. So the involvement of the process. Sorry, guys, if you're listening just on the podcast, that last point I made would have made no sense. Sorry, Will, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. High involvement processing generates cognitive response where a low involvement processing does not. So the less, so what this is kind of saying is the less I'm engaging, the more as much yeah i'm just going off my autopilot so that's like kind of at the level of belief so i'm yeah. just grabbing the lays potato chips because i i've grabbed lays potato chips before i'm not thinking about how they compare to miss vicky at all i'm not thinking i'm it's all it's and belief when you say the word belief people think we're talking about like 
we have tons of beliefs about all kinds of stuff. One of your beliefs might be that this is a dumb one, but that, you know, sour cream and onion chips are better than all dress chips. That's like a kind of a belief. It's not like obviously like a philosophical or religious belief, but the more it's like that, the more you're just, you're not engaging in deep thought necessarily. Uh, like almost that chips example was freestyle. So I don't know if that's going to make sense. I think, yeah. So it's, it's that, it's that the cognitive, the way to look at this model is that on the bottom, there's it, the bottom one isn't including that cognitive response to the same level. So you're going straight to belief. Right. Right. Which is, which is a threat. If you're say like reading the news or something and you're not critically engaging at all. And I think that's exactly the point is that you're not being critical of your thoughts. Yeah. You're just going with the flow. Yeah. And so this is how, why it's like relevant to like me or you on just a very personal level, because it's like, we need to know that this affects us too. It's not like, um, it's not like, you know, this kind of applied psychology is relevant to everybody else. It's like how much I engage something affects whether or not, you know, I'm just kind of having an autopilot response or not. Yeah. yeah. Cognitive response is kind of like, do I believe this or do I not believe this? Well, cognitive response. Yeah. And it's cognitive response is kind of, I think, intentionally vague, right? Because right. cognitive is just a word that means like um, kind of like all the activity and energy your brain spends with things. What's that? Under- understanding. Yeah. So like making sense of things, making decisions, problem solving, imagination, yeah. Um, this uh, decision making, like thinking things through, all kind of like your higher end thinking is your cognition. If you were to take a class on cognition, you'd learn about like memory and how people make certain decisions under pressure and the effects of stress on decision making, that kind of stuff, right? Right, gotcha. All right, buddy, I think that works pretty good. Is this the um, end of the podcast? Yeah, man. Let's do. You want to wrap this up? We're at about nice twenty minutes. Sure. What are we at? How long have we been going? Eighteen minutes forty-seven seconds. Oh, that's perfect. Okay, so we were talking about central route or peripheral route of cognition. Yeah, guys, and uh, the the idea here, the takeaway is that the way in which somebody engages information and how much investment, or here the language is. How much, how likely they are to elaborate and go deeply into it has a huge effect on how things, how they engage that information. Are and, they listening or are they autopiloting? Yeah, exactly. Are they man. Or are they on autopilot? That's the whole thing we're talking about. Yeah, man. Cool. That's so what we're talking Con- about tonight on the Digital Academy live show featuring conscience. Make sure to subscribe, hit that notification bell. My name is Conscience. This is Professor Mains with the Digital Academy. Cheers, Have a great everyone. night. For listening, thank you for making it this far. If you made it this far, you'd be dumb not to uh, subscribe. So have a good night. Cheers. Stay on. Welcome. I'm going to end the broadcast. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. <laughs>